diversity of local investors in Africa. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adon. For more, follow us on Twitter at the KFINAFO. Institutional investors play a significant role in local investment because of the magnitude of assets they hold, with the pandemic demonstrating their importance as domestic market participants. In this episode, Jeff Gable, Chief Economist at APSA Group, talks about the importance of boosting local pension funds and the effect it has on local investment capacity. The capacity of local investors. And the idea there, the idea there being is that consider a foreign investor, for example. A foreign investor is more likely to come and buy part of a company or buy a government bond if locals, if domestic funds are doing the same thing. It's easier to get information if for whatever reason you need to sell, if you haven't found anyone else that can buy, you're not going to be very attracted to that. So in the fourth pillar, we measure the size of the local asset management community as proxied by the pension fund. So for example, here in Uganda, the NSSF will have a, a particular heavy weight in this place. And we measure it in two pretty simple ways. One is we ask how large is the local pension fund community, and by large, how many assets under management, how many trillions of shillings, how many billions of, of dollars, and then to try to make sure that we treat small companies, uh, sorry, small countries in the same way or in a fair way to big countries, we take the, the size of those assets under management and divide it by the number of people. So it's how many pension funds or what's the value of a pension fund per person. Now within that space, what we find are there's a few countries that are real standouts. So Botswana, uh, Mauritius, South Africa, Namibia, all have many thousands of dollars per person in pension fund assets. But for the vast majority of countries in our index, that number is less than $200. And so that's a real challenge. Imagine a world in which, even in a very youthful country like Uganda, <laughs> You were told that you're approaching retirement and the money that's set aside for retirement is is a hundred bucks, right? So in that space, many countries on the continent, the pension fund industries at a very uh, early stage of development, asset under management per capita are very low. And then the second thing we measure isn't just that assets under management divided by people, but also is there much trading happening? So often pension funds, by their very nature, they, they have long-term commitments. You're saving in a pension today for when you retire 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 years from now. So they'll often buy very long-term assets and sometimes not trade them very much. That might be a perfectly sensible way for your pension to be managed. But if we think about financial market development, taking assets and holding them forever doesn't help make a liquid, viable market where people understand well what pricing should look like. And again, they have the confidence to know that if they wish to buy something, it's going to cost this much. But if for whatever reason they did to sell tomorrow, they can also find a buyer at a price that makes sense. So both of those things are, are there in the index. It's a little bit technical, but the, the broad message is that across the continent, we want to encourage more pension savings. Uh, not just because it's useful for pensioners when they retire, but also those pools of savings are really important sources of capital to provide investment here on the continent as well.
A quick look at the other stories making it into the podcast. Nigeria has raised $1.25 billion through the issuance of a seven-year eurobond. The Director General of Debt Management Office, Fashion Soniha, made this known in a statement. Nigeria has become the first African country to access the international capital market in 2022. Proceeds of the bonds will be used to finance the budget and bridge infrastructure deficits. Nigerian investors also participated in the offer with a total subscription of $60 million. Eurobonds will strengthen the economic recovery and contribute directly and in full to the level of Nigeria's external reserves. The World Bank has approved Kenya's second $750 million US dollar loan under its two-part tranche development policy operation. The loan, like the previous one, secured in June 2021, goes to its bridging the huge budget deficit for the post-COVID-19 economic recovery plan. The DPO is a loan series through which the World Bank provides low-cost budget financing along with support to key policy and infrastructure reforms. Some of the funds will be channeled to its setting up an electronic procurement system for government procurement uh, to, to improve transparency. And a quick look at the markets in the week ahead. Ukraine will remain in focus with any new development set to create volatility. Also, investors will be paying attention to the COVID situation as the virus is again spreading in Europe and Asia and causing lockdowns in Chinese cities. Finally, speeches from several Fed officials should provide further clues on the course of U.S. monetary policy. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at the Dome.